Uh, we're going to be talking about prayer, and um, I'm expecting it to be something that we everybody can partake of. Uh, I think most of you know that I don't like everything to be one-sided, um, but uh, I pray that it would bless each and every single one of us. Amen. I hope it's just something that really inspires us and uh, a time where God will speak to us this evening. So let's start. Um, uh, so the, th- the, the three main, because uh, prayer is very, very uh, profound, very deep. So there's just going to be three, I guess, topics that we're going to discuss. Excuse me. Um, prayer. So um, it's going to be... Uh, we're going to talk about what prayer is, how do we pray, and why do we need prayer. So tonight specifically, I'm hoping we're to get through what prayer is and how do we pray. Okay. Um, it, a lot of it might sound quite elementary. But I believe that when we go into into it and uh, dive into the scripture and look through some to answer some of these questions, we actually uh, receive new revelation. Will we receive some more inspiration um, and encouragement? Amen. And we all need that encouragement um, in our life. Oh, one second. The air is dry on my end. Okay. So if you do have any questions about prayer that you yourself have, um, please write them down. You can send them in the chat box. I want to hear from you guys. If you guys have my... um, If you guys have my uh, cell phone, you could text me as well. Um, I really do want to hear from you. I want to hear questions, um, things maybe that perhaps we may not touch on this evening. Please feel free. Amen. So, um, when, so when, when we're talking about prayer, a lot of it is um, not only study, but also as well as personal experience. So I got saved about 21 years ago. And before I got saved, I had thought I understood prayer. But I realized that after I got saved, that there was so much more um, revelation about prayer that I received. So when I was learning about prayer after I got saved, there was a statement that my pastor said one evening during a Bible study that really helped open, open up okay a lot of a lot of things for me and let me see prayer very very differently and he said this to me he said prayer is like a lifeline to a believer it is like the ivy infusion someone has when they are in the hospital prayer is like a lifeline to a believer it is like the IV infusion someone has when they are in the hospital. And I think the reason that spoke to me is because I'm in the medical field. Um, and when, when you need life-saving drug, when you need something that's going to keep you alive, it's given through an IV. And so I, saw, I began to see prayer this way because of the statement and i found it to be quite profound if if we want to be successful christians successful believers i i I truly believe prayer is one of those one of those things that's going to help us maintain our relationship with christ and our belief in god so if we want to maintain that we have to pray amen okay with that said let's go to isaiah chapter 56 verse 7 isaiah chapter 56 verse 7 and we're going to start with this old testament scripture um, from isaiah and um, isaiah is a prophet and the roles of prophet in the old testament was to speak on behalf of god to the people of god and the israelites so let's read the verse 56 isaiah 56 verse 7 
Even them I will bring to my holy mountain and make them joyful in my house of prayer. Their burnt offerings and their sacrifices will be accepted at my altar, for my house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations. Now, Isaiah um, was prophesying mostly about the coming of the Messiah. If you read most of Isaiah, you'll see a lot of uh, things, what, what the Messiah was coming, uh, you know, what he was coming, what he was going to do, and so forth. So it was a lot of prophecy on Jesus Christ. And in this scripture, we see that God's intention and plan was for all nations, that means all types of people, all different cultures, all types of background to come together to be saved to pray and to worship him and this scripture should sound very familiar to a lot of us because it's the same scripture jesus quotes in the book of matthew when he overturns the money changers table in front of the temple so let's read that scripture so this evening I have pen and paper ready because there's going to be a lot of scriptures um, so, you know, if my, I might be going a little bit quickly. I'll try not to go too fast so you guys can get all the scriptures down. So we'll be hopping around a lot, especially in the Gospels, okay? So uh, let's jump to Matthew, Matthew 21, 12 to 14. And we're going to see um, Jesus quoting the same exact scripture that in Isaiah. Then Jesus went into the temple of God. And drove out all those who bought and sold in the temple and overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who sold doves. And he said to them, it is written, my house shall be called a house of prayer, but you have made it a den of thieves. Then the blind and the lame came to him in the temples and he healed them. Now, Pastor Stephen had discussed the scripture previously on a Wednesday night. Um, and this occurred uh, right before his crucifixion. And we learned that Jesus had actually known that these things were happening in the temple. But he had a, and because he had a habit of going to the synagogue and teach. So he knew that this was happening. But Jesus had to fulfill the prophecy and he cleaned up his house before he left. You know, when, when people, before people die, they put up a will or they do things before they pass away, right? Well, not all people, but some people do this. And so this is kind of what we see happening here. Jesus knew that he was about to be crucified and he needed to put his house in order. So this is what we see Jesus doing here. Um, basically, what was happening was the money changers were exchanging money and selling them at higher prices for the sacrifices so they could, so the people could bring them into the, um, into the temple. What this does is it kept the poor people from being able to worship with the rest of the people, which is why the next verse, if you read there, says, then the blind and lame came to him in the temple. Why am I saying this? I'm saying this because the church of God is meant for a place where people from all types of nations, backgrounds, social status, economic status, should be able to come together and pray the other reason I'm saying this is because we see the importance of everybody being able to come to the Lord and pray. This is how I wanted to start this evening, because I think it's very crucial for us to understand that God wants to hear from all of us. God wants every single person, every type of culture, no matter where we come from. And he puts a high regard on prayer just simply because this is one of the things he did right before he was crucified. Amen? So, are we all good? We're all on the same page? So, what is prayer? So, that's what we're going to go into right now, is discuss what is prayer. Prayer is basically communicating, right? In its, in its sense, prayer is basically communicating with God. It is a spiritual form of communication with our Heavenly Father. Right? That's basically what it is. You know, I kind of liken it to um, 
how we have our friend, right? We have our friend, we have our best friend that we like talking to. If we have a hard day at work, something happened, uh, something happened with our kids. Sometimes we have different friends for different things, for different reasons. And so we have our coworker, maybe you want to share something that's happening with our boss, etc., and so forth. We always go and call that person or send a text to that person and tell them what's happening because we just have that. Yes, especially, I think more so women, I think. We, we, we like doing that. Um, but um, we, we, we all really do it. You know, we always like to reach out to somebody, chat with somebody, um, and just share share life together right or maybe might maybe we'll do a facetime call right my facetime our friend let them know um what's happening so prayer is very similar to this prayer is kind of like calling your friend letting them know what's happening maybe you have a question to god you know this is this is that kind of that kind of thing um, and the best part about speaking to god is that he won't judge you, he listens to us, um, he won't cut us off in conversation, right? Because he'll, he'll listen and he'll fully hear, hear us out. Um, and the best thing about prayer is that we are going to leave with the best advice and counsel from him. Amen? So, Let's uh, let's discuss. Does anybody have any questions or anything they want to add at this point? You can do so at the chat box. So, so let's discuss right now um, about what prayer is not. Let's discuss what prayer is not. And there's some misconceptions of what prayer is for. As I've heard some of these, actually, I find them quite interesting. So the following is what prayer is not. So the first one is making demands of God or controlling God. I'm sure I'm sure some of us have heard that, right? Um, it, you know, it's it's like um, you know I, I've heard people say things like um, I'm not uh, I'm not going to do what God wants me to do until God does this or that for me and i kind of see that like saying to your you know because god's our heavenly father right and when we when we speak to god god is is that is it has that relationship that love relationship with us and so when when we ask him like that with demands or attempting to control god it's like asking it's like asking your mother or your father that um, you're not going to clean something unless they give you $500 to go out with your friends, right? Is this, what do, you, what do you think your parents' response, or if you're a parent, your child came to you and said, mom, I'm not washing the dishes unless you give me $500. I don't think that your response would be kind, you know, um, but even though God, God's response won't be unkind towards you, he might just be silent towards you. But my point is that putting demands on God or trying to control God has the same similarity to that. The purpose of prayer is not to do that, right? It's not to try to make God to do something for us. So, um, the next thing that prayer is not is prayer is not only asking God for things. I call these the gimme prayers. Gimme a car. Gimme a thousand dollars. Gimme a husband. Gimme a new husband. Gimme a new wife. Um, gimme new sneakers. You know, gimme a microwave. Um, I actually heard a preacher uh, say that. Uh, <laughs> Say that um, but Matthew Matthew 6 33 says but first seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you we're not saying that asking for things is bad you know because we should ask God for everything God's interested in our daily lives but treating God or treating prayer like God is some genie in a bottle 
that we rub, so long as we rub it the right way, God will give us what we want. And this is, um, this is something that I have seen, unfortunately, in Christian circles, that we treat God like this, that we treat prayer this way. And prayer is not only for that. I want to emphasize that. It's not that we can't ask God for God for things in prayer. It's just that it's not only for those things. Okay. The next one we have is um, prayer is not bothering God and taking up his time. You'd be surprised at how many people will actually believe that they don't want to ask God for certain things because or or ask about certain things because they feel like Can you guys see me? Because they 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 think or they feel like they're bothering God. God if if we are believers, God sees us as his beloved. We are not bothering him. We're not boring him with our requests. We're not boring him with how we feel. We're not boring him. Uh, nothing is too little to tell God. Amen. Um, anybody who has that, that way of seeing prayer or has had that thought before, we can bring every request to the Lord. Every request, every happening that happens to us, uh, God, God is super concerned and wants to hear from us. Amen. Okay. The next one. The next one is there, uh, that prayer is not a meditative exercise. What do I mean by that? Uh, um, what I'm trying to say is even though prayer has, and it's been scientifically proven, it does have uh, health benefits. The sole purpose of prayer is not for health benefits. The purpose of prayer is to communicate with our Father in heaven. So, um, you know, it's, it's supposed to come out of a love relationship. Amen? This is, this is the purpose. Okay. The next and the last one that we have of what prayer is not. Okay, and this is something that God actually frowns upon. It is not for showing off our spirituality. Prayer is not for showing off our spirituality. Telling other people that we prayed for five hours or that we were able to pray for whatever to whatever it is to add an attempt to attempt to sound more spiritual or to be more spiritual is not what prayer is for okay and i think i think some of us might be guilty of that one at one point or another um and it's not to condemn anybody i think that we're, we're all in a growing process um but definitely Prayer is not for that. Prayer is for just being with God, having, a, you know, feeding that relationship with the Lord. Uh, Matthew 6, verses 6 through 7 says this. But you, when you pray, go into your room, and when you have shut your door, pray to your Father who is in the secret place, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. And when you pray, do not use vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. And so Jesus was saying this because some of the Pharisees or the super religious people would actually purposely go out during the times of prayer so that they would have to stop and pray out loud so that people could see how holy they are and just say a lot of words just to sound spiritual. And this is, not, this is also not the purpose for prayer. 
Amen. Okay, we're coming through a halfway point. It's 7.25. So these are, these are base, the basic, just the basics, right, of what prayer is and an understanding of what prayer is not. Okay, so do we have any questions at this point? If you do, like I said, I want to hear from you guys. You know, I have a question. Go ahead, Mr. Hefer. Yeah, uh, you're saying that prayer is not for asking things. But mm-hmm. well, other things you mentioned, I kind of need them. Yes. So, so what I was trying to say was, it's not um, the only reason for prayer. Not that you can't ask for things. We should ask for things. We should ask, you know, Lord, help me with my company. Help me at my job. How do I get a promotion? What things do I need to do to get a promotion? I'm not saying that don't ask for things. I'm saying the only reason for prayer. Does that make sense? No. Is that, is that better? No, I, I mean, I understand what you're saying, mm-hmm. but so what is the difference between praises, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and prayer? No, it's, we, we praise when we pray. This is a different question. Yes? I'm trying to kind of differentiate, like okay. in the morning I get up and then you yeah. say thank you. Yes. Is that not a prayer? Yes. That is a prayer, right? Yes, it is. Definitely. When we when we get up in the morning and we say, Lord, thank you for providing for me. Thank you for the food on my table. Thank you that I have money in my account. Thank you for the roof over my head. That is prayer, most definitely. You know, the, the ones that I read, the whole purpose is because we can't, I don't want us to narrow prayer to just one thing. Prayer is a lot of things and it's praise. It's thanking God. We're gonna actually going to get into that in the next session, but um, it's thanking God. It's asking for things. It actually is asking for things. We should ask God for, you know, things that we need that we're missing, but we can't just narrow God to only asking for things. What about thanking him? That, that's what I'm trying to say. What about well, thanking him? After he gives me the things, I'll say thank you. Exactly, yes. Indefinitely. And, and, and that's my point. My point is we can't just only ask and then we don't come back and say thank you. We're, we're not coming back to um, ask God uh, to help us forgive people. You know, th- there's a lot of, we're going we're gonna to go deeper into those. But what I'm saying okay. is I don't want us to narrow prayer to only ask, you know, we come and we're praying, God, um, I want $1,000. I need this. I need that. And that's it. And then you're not talking to him. That's all. That's all your prayer is. Does that make sense? Is that, is that better? Yeah. Yeah. Most definitely. We, we, we are going to praise. Prayer is part of worship. Okay. When, when we, when we. Are in worship and we pray that's that's part of that's part of our worship to the lord you know we we can use an album like again we're gonna jump ahead but we can use scriptures to pray a lot of people use psalm 91 to pray there's a lot of prayers that jesus prayed that are also our prayers um, and definitely god wants to hear what you want and what you need i just uh my whole point of saying that was to steer us away from just using prayer only for this because prayer is so much more that's the point prayer is a a lot more encompassing and um, a lot more of our christian life than just only asking god for things that that that's that's the only point not that you can't ask for things amen 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 thank you for that I appreciate that. That was a good one, just in case anybody else was also thinking the same thing. Okay, any other question we have? And we'll go to the next part. Okay, great. Okay, so the second part here is how do we pray, right? 
So um, there are actually different ways we can pray. However, if you are looking, maybe if you're starting off in your, in your prayer life, if you're at the beginning point of it, um, my suggestion in order to be more consistent is to have a goal that's doable. That's number one, right? Have a doable goal, like five, 10 minutes, start with five, 10 minutes. Um, and the other thing is to separate time in your day. So Mr. Hafer mentioned the morning. A lot of times morning does help for a lot of people um, because it's quieter, you can get up before everybody, which we'll talk about later, and then just have, have that time just with you and God and just thank him and tell him your needs and we'll go into the rest of that. <laughs> I don't wanna go ahead of myself right now. And so forth, right? So this is a good starting base. Um, but the consistency about having a prayer life, I'm sorry, I just said it out. The, the big thing about having a good prayer life is consistency. That's the goal. Consistency is the goal. You know, I've heard people say they feel bad because all they have is 10 minutes in the morning. But if you're consistent with your 10 minutes, it's better than zero. Okay, because we everybody goes through seasons, everybody has different phases of life, and maybe right now all you have is 10 minutes, and maybe another 10 minutes before you go to bed, that can change later on. It could turn into 20 minutes, it can turn to 30, you know, and, and, and God understands this. God understands different seasons, um, and we shouldn't feel bad if, if that's what we have. Amen. It's, it's our heart. And we're going to talk about that a little bit later, but um, probably next week we'll, we'll take that up. But prayer can happen any time of day, really. You could be at work and you're stumped on something. Just say, God, help me. That's prayer. Okay. Amen. Okay. So um, Jesus, while he was on the earth, taught us a lot of things. And so one of them is Prayer. And we're going to actually look at, um, when we talk about how to pray, we're going to look at Jesus's model and his way of praying. Okay. Um, so many times we'll see Jesus in scripture actually separate himself to be alone. Just a lot. And, and you know, when I, when I say that and I think about that, I go, man, this is a son of God. The son of God in the flesh, walking on this earth, separating himself, time out to pray. That should tell us something. If the son of God, human God on earth, God in flesh, prayed while he was on earth, how about us? Amen. I, I, I have a tendency of thinking like that because it really helps me to see different perspectives of things. So um, to, to Mr. Hayford's uh, comment, which I, I thought was great, and his contribution, his question. So rise early sometimes. So that's going to be the, the first thing. The first thing, some of the things that Jesus did, he, was, he rose early. He rose early. I think there's great benefits for this. Um, you know, like I said, this doesn't work for everybody. But there are times, if you can't do it on a consistent basis, that's fine. But there are times in our Christian life as believers that we should be encouraged to rise early to pray. So Mark 1.35, we're going to read Mark 1.35. And the same verse is repeated in Luke 4. 42. They're, they're, they're the same instance, just different accounts. Okay. And it says this now in the morning, having risen a long while before daylight, he went out and departed to a solitary place. And there he prayed. Having risen a long while before daylight. That means the sun hadn't rose yet. Everybody was still sleeping. You know, if, uh, if, you know, if Jesus was here with us today, it'd probably be maybe three or four o'clock in the morning. He's awake. 
and he's going to a solitary place and finding some space to pray. This is Jesus. The other things that I see Jesus doing uh, for, uh, for prayer was I see him uh, praying and separating himself for direction and rejuvenation. So let's look at those moments, you know, and um, I see him doing this and I, I, I see the times, if, if we read, if you read the whole account, we won't have time for that. You guys can do that on your own. It, I'm going to tell you the scriptures and you guys, if you have time on your own, you can read the whole account. But usually it was, he would separate himself after he'd been around a lot of people. He would be ministering to a lot of people. He'd be healing or he'd just be teaching. And then you find him separating himself out and having some time to pray. And I say this because sometimes in our Christian life, things get so busy and so hectic. And we can sometimes focus too much on giving to other people and serving other people, especially ministers. Um, parents do I'm sure you guys fall into the same category because you, you lead anytime we're in a leadership position and parents are leaders of their home you know mothers and fathers when you're giving so much of yourself it's important to have separate some time to pray and we see Jesus doing this a lot uh, Mark 6 46 Mark 6 46 and I want to read it quickly he said and when he has sent them away, he departed to the mountain to pray. So he sent his disciples away, and then he went another way and had some time to pray. Sometimes send people away. <laughs> tell, tell people, give me a few minutes. You guys leave me alone. I need to pray. You know, sometimes you, that, it, it's necessary, and we see Jesus doing it. It's okay. Yeah. Luke 9 verse 18 and it happened as he was alone praying that his disciples joined him and he asked them saying who do the crowds say that i am and as you say this verse says and he was alone praying and then his disciples joined him and he used it as an opportunity to teach but he was alone praying before they showed up uh, luke 9 28 now it came to pass about eight days after these sayings that he took Peter, John, and James and then went up on the mountain to pray. Again, he's taking some few people with them and he's, they're all praying together. Luke 11.1 1, Now it came to pass as he was praying in a certain place when he ceased that one of his disciples said to him, Lord, Teach us to pray as John also taught his disciples. Again, he had separated himself out to pray. He's praying. And then um, when he stopped praying, his disciples asked him a question. So we see this a lot through Jesus's ministry where he's always constantly just taking time out to pray. And then he'll talk or speak or continue to teach. Amen. And I think those are important because they rejuvenate. I believe Jesus was rejuvenating, receiving more, refreshing his soul, uh, communicating with his father, receiving information and so forth. Amen. Okay. The next thing that we see Jesus doing when it comes to prayer is all night prayers because of important decisions. All night prayers because of important decisions. After Jesus prayed, he had chose 12 apostles or disciples he would train. So that's Luke 6, 12. Luke 6, 12. It says, Now it came to pass in those days that he went out to the mountain to pray and continued all night in prayer to God. This is an all-night prayer. Um, you know, a lot of us, I, I, I'm sure some, uh, many of us have done all-night prayers. Um, all-night prayers are good. There, there are times, especially when, you know, um, there's important things at, you know, that are demanding of you and you're asking God for an important decision. Maybe there's an important decision that you need to do. 
all night prayers are useful for that. Um, and Jesus did it here. If you read the account, uh, the next thing after he did his all night prayer was that he chose the 12. Amen. He chose the 12 after this. Okay, fasting and prayer. Fasting and prayer. We see Jesus fasting and prayer. Matthew 4, 1 to 2 um, was, and, and we all are familiar when Jesus uh, was taken by the Spirit into the wilderness uh, where he was tempted by the devil. And he, was, he fasted 40 days and 40 nights. And uh, lastly, lastly, Jesus prayed before his crucifixion. Now there's three uh, three scriptures for this. And again, there's this, it's the same account, just different scriptures. If you want all of them, I, I can give them to you. Um, but right for our intents and purposes, we will read Matthew 26 verses 36 to 38. Then Jesus came with them to a place called Gethsemane and said to the disciples, sit here while I go and pray over there. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, and he began to be sorrowfully and deeply distressed. Then he said to them, my soul is exceedingly sorrowful even to death. Stay here and watch with me. He had gone away to have some time to pray. And I believe that this prayer that Jesus had entered into with God and communicating with him. And you, uh, we could, you know, if you read it on your own, you'll see um, his distress. He received strength during that prayer. You know, prayer, when we pray, we receive strength for things. If we're struggling with something, um, whatever that could be, you know, situation, circumstance, a feeling, an emotion, a very strong emotion, um, and, and Jesus was definitely dealing with a lot of strong emotion during that moment. And he received strength to accomplish his mission and finish what he started while he was on this earth. He was able to continue. He got up from that prayer and he pressed forward to complete his mission. Amen. Um, so I'm going to stop for a second here. And I'm going to ask you guys if you have any questions. So we went through this because I wanted us to see um, the importance Jesus himself placed on prayer when he was on this earth and how he prayed. Okay, so we see Jesus a lot of times separating himself out, uh, using it to rejuvenate, you know, telling people just to give him some time, to give him space. Um, just to be able to talk to his father. He needs to hear from, we need to hear from our father. Jesus needed to hear from his father. We definitely also need the same thing uh, for direction, for intense emotions, because they're, they're taking us away from our purpose, from what God wants us to do. They're causing, they're causing us to be heavy. They're not letting us to flow. I've had moments like that. And pray, prayer is going to be those that key to help us unlock some of those so that we can regain that direction so those things can break off of us so we can continue to press forward. Amen. And I was really encouraged when I read those. I hope that you guys are too and that you were writing them down. So we're going to pause right here again for some more questions. We have 15 minutes. I don't think we'll be able to finish everything and that's okay. I didn't think we would. We're going to continue this next week. But um, do you guys have questions so far on this? Okay, okay, so um, let's continue then because we do have some time. I want us to go to John 17. And so John 17 gives us a look at, um, it, John, chapter 17 is just Jesus praying. It's, a, it's just the whole chapter of his prayer. And um, I found it interesting because I, I wanted to highlight just basically one thing from it, a couple of things from it. So John 17 verses 1 through 15 is actually separated into three parts. If you have the paper Bible, you'll see that it's separated into three because 
he basically, it, it was three different prayer points that he had. One was he prayed for himself. That was verses one through five. The second prayer point he has was for his disciples, those that followed him, his 12, or yeah, his 12, um, verses six to 17. And then verses nine to 13, um, the rest of the, yeah, he, he prays for all the believers. And so we can sometimes use this as a guide when we are praying, right? We can pray for ourselves and to remember to pray for others, pray for people who are surrounding us, our family members, our friends, our loved ones, and then pray for all believers. Um, and I'm, I'm mentioning this uh, not because I want it to be a hard and fast rule, like this is how we have to know. It's just an example or a guide or types of prayers. And we see this type of prayer by Jesus. And I think he's a great model and example of how, you know, how to pray and Christian practices. So um, I find it interesting that uh, most, of, most of his prayer was dedicated to other people. It wasn't just only for himself. And I, you know, to me that speaks that Jesus didn't only think of himself you know, which, you know, you think he's God. So I hope he doesn't think um, just for himself. But he was definitely concerned with people. He was concerned with those he, that followed him. He was concerned with those that would in the future believe in him. You know, Jesus prayed for us j during his time on earth. Us believers today, you can, you can read it for yourself, his prayer for us um, in our today. And... You know, that, that really blesses my heart because um, I, I see that prayer actually impacts when we pray. It impacts not only people around us, but it could impact the future as well. Amen. I don't think that it, it only is for Jesus. I think we too, we can pray for believers. We can pray for people to come to get saved. And it has impact. It has power. Amen. John 17, 20, it says, I do not pray for these alone, but also for those who will believe in me through, your, through their word. Believe in me through their word. And I think that that's extremely powerful, um, that prayer is, is, you know, so spiritual that it, it can impact uh, life. Amen. Okay. Anything anybody wants to say or share at this time? We have 10 minutes, 12 minutes left. Anybody want to share what they found like that kind of ministered to them or that maybe God echoed something to you um, or something that you learned this evening? Anybody? Hello there. Yes, please. Yes, um, what, what I think I got, I've gotten so far from your administration is that um, an inner attitude is more important than an outer posture when it comes to prayer. So that's all about um, it should be humility it's not for show, it should be in faith it should be with truth um, it should be from a proper heart and it should be from the foundation of the fact that we have been forgiven mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes, and, uh, that's what I've gotten Amen. for the inner attitude you need to have it's very important mm -hmm. yes definitely, it definitely is amen, God bless you mm -hmm. God bless you for that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that, that's, that's very spot on. Yes, amen. Anybody else want to share? 
Okay, so for for next week, um, we're gonna look at the the model of prayer, which is what Mr. Hafer was touching on. Um, you know, praises, uh, acknowledging God, and you know, today, like, like, uh, um, is that is that Atul? Yeah, that's Atul. Hi, Atul. <laughs> has shared this evening, you know, it's humility, our, our posture, our inner posture with God, uh, to understand that prayer is, you know, not a, just an outward thing. It's part of our relationship with Christ. It's a love relationship with Christ. And I, I want us to come to that place that we understand, have that proper attitude towards prayer. Amen. Uh, when when we have that proper attitude, when we have that humility, and we're submitting to God, and you know, we'll have a deeper relationship. We'll have a deeper prayer life. You know, we, we're taking it not just for ourselves, although because we do benefit, um, as we spoke earlier, we definitely, we definitely do benefit from. Uh, from praying, um, but it's just more. It's more. It's more than that, and and it goes deeper and, and more profound. So we're gonna go to next week. We're gonna be talking on Matthew. Uh, we're gonna where we left off. Matthew six, verses eight through thirteen, and we're gonna look at this model outline, right? That Jesus used um, to teach about prayer, and I'm just gonna read it. Because a lot of you, I'm sure a lot of you have heard it. Um, and I'm not going to spend too long on this uh, next week, but we're going to start off from here. And then we're going to go into types of prayer, right? We're going to go to the different types of prayer that we have that we can do along with fasting and praying. We're going to talk about intercessory prayer, Holy Spirit praying, and so forth. So Matthew 6, 8 to 13 says, Therefore, do not be like them, for your father knows the things you have need of before you ask him. In this manner, therefore, pray, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And as we, as we read this verse, it says that, um, you know, don't be, when he says, therefore, do not be like them. He was talking about the Sadducees and the Pharisees, the hypocrites, okay? Those that pray to, to, for show, just to show, to, to show that they are spirits, to show that they, they know God. Um, and uh, Jesus says, for your father knows the things that you need of before you ask him. So we're definitely going to go into that and why it is, that's going to be the other part we'll do next week, why it is that we still will ask God for things, even though God knows our situation, God knows our circumstances, God knows what's going on in our life, and the importance of why we still tell God about things. Why do we still ask God for things? Okay. Um, and so this model here, um, I can actually, actually, we have time. You guys, okay, you, I, I can tell you just quick the model that we have here that Jesus outlines, right? So the first thing, right, obviously, is uh, praising God and acknowledging his holiness, right? Um, the second thing that you have here um, in the prayer is God's will is perfect and good. So, you know, praying that his will be done. Why do we pray that his will be done? Because we trust that he hears us and knows the best for us in any situation. Um, that we want his kingdom to come so that his rule reigns and that's definitely what we want in our situation we want the kingdom of god to reign in our life and in our situation uh, the other thing we see in this prayer is praying for daily provisions or everyday needs everyday need. god wants to hear about the everyday needs 
physical, emotional, mental needs. God wants to hear about them. And he, uh, when we pray, we can ask God for provisions for them. Amen. The other thing we have um, in this model prayer is to make sure we uh, forgive those that offend us. And as well, if we have also offended other people or sinned. Okay, we want to, that's just, we can also ask God to forgive us of our sins and any many failures we might have had. The next one is we pray for ourselves that we also don't fall under temptations. That God deliver us from evil. And then the last thing that we have from this model prayer is to establish God in our life. Amen? That we establish God in our life. Um, again, this is only an outline. It's not meant to be hard and fast, but um, it's it helps us in, in, our, in our daily lives when we are praying to God, or if you're just beginning out, you know, I know we have different levels here this evening of, you know, how long we've been a Christian or our prayer life is, that um, it's all about consistency and that we're practicing it every day and that this is not a hard and fast rule. It's a guide, okay? It's just a guide um, and then just examples of how, how do we pray. Amen? Um, so let's, we're going to end here unless you guys have a question. And we'll continue next week. Amen. Okay, so let's pray this evening. Let's pray this evening. Lord, we just thank you and we give you praise, Lord God. I, I pray, Lord, that we continue to develop a hunger and a passion for prayer, Lord God. That we would develop, Lord, to want to pray to you more on a consistent pace. Uh, basis. And I pray that we would develop a stronger prayer life that every single day, Lord God, that we would want to pray more and more to you, that we would have the ability, Lord God, to just uh, separate time out, that we would have the courage just to be able to have time with you, Lord, that we would be able to spend more time with you. And I pray for those that are struggling in their prayer life for more grace this evening, Lord. May you pay more grace upon their lives, O oh Lord God, so that they would have a consistent prayer life. And um, I pray that every single one of us continues to desire you more and more in our life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen, amen. God bless you guys. Have a good evening. If you guys uh, still have questions, you can stay around and we can chat. But God bless you. Thank you. God bless you too. God bless you, Lily. Thank you. Thank you, Atto. Bless you. Bless you. God bless you. Okay.